throughout the year is found beginning on page one of the Book of Common Prayer, page one of the green books in your pews. <coughs> to the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God, to walk in his laws which he set before us. Dearly beloved brethren, the scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess all manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with a humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, to the end that we may obtain forgiveness of the same by his infinite goodness and mercy. And although we ought at all times humbly to acknowledge our sins before God, yet ought we most chiefly so to do, when we assemble and meet together to render thanks for the great benefits that we have received at his hands, to set forth his most worthy praise, to hear his most holy word, and to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Wherefore I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice under the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me, Please kneel, if able. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, 
in Christ Jesus, our Lord, and grant a most merciful Father for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, and hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout forth thy praise. O God, make sweet to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Vanity on page 5 of the Book of Common Prayer. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with songs. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. 
Found on page 518 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say Psalm 116 through 118, verse 14, in unison. Page 518. I am well pleased that the Lord hath heard the voice of my prayer that he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The snares of death compassed me round about, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I shall find trouble and heaviness, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was in misery, and he helped me. Turn again then unto thy rest, O my soul. For the Lord hath rewarded thee. And why? Thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, and therefore will I speak, but I was sore troubled. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What reward shall I give unto the Lord for all the benefits that he hath done unto me? I will receive the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. Right dear in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Behold, O Lord, how that I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast broken my bonds in sunder. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the sight of all his people. 
in the courts of the Lord's house, even in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <coughs> o praise the Lord, all ye heathen. Praise him, all ye nations. For his merciful kindness is evermore and more towards us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now confess that he is gracious, and that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now confess that his mercy endureth forever. Yea, let them now that fear the Lord confess that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me at large. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man doeth unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon mine enemies. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. All nations compass me round about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They kept me in on every side. They kept me in, I say, on every side. But in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They came about me like bees, and are extinct even as the fire among the thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord was my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and is become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirtieth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. That walk, to go down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. For his princes were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came to Hanes. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be in help, nor profit, but a shame, and also a reproach. The burden of the beasts of the south, into the land of trouble and anguish, from whence come the young and old lion, the viper, <coughs> and fiery flying serpent. They will carry their riches upon the shoulders of young asses, and their treasures upon the bunches of camels, to a people that shall not profit them. 
For the Egyptians shall help in vain, and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. Now go, write it before them at a table, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that do not hear the law of the Lord. <coughs> Which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, Prophesy not unto us right things, Speak unto us smooth things, Prophesy deceits. Get you out of the way, Turn aside out of the path, Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Wherefore thus saith the Holy One of Israel, Because ye despise this word, And trust in oppression and perverseness, And stay thereon, Therefore this iniquity shall be to you As a breach ready to fall, Swelling out in a high wall, Whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel That is broken in pieces. He shall not spare, so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a sure to take fire from the hearth, or to take water withal out of the pit. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. But ye said, No, for we will flee upon horses, therefore shall ye flee. And we will ride upon the swift, therefore shall they pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. At the rebuke of five shall ye flee, till ye be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain, and as an ensign on an hill. And therefore will the Lord wait, that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. <coughs> Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto you at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of afflictions, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more. But thine eyes shall see thy teachers, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Ye shall defile also the covering of thy graven images of silver, and the ornament of thy molten images of gold. Thou shalt cast them away as a menstruous cloth. Thou shalt say unto it, Get thee hence. Then shall he give the rain of thy seed, that thou shalt sow the ground withal, and bread of the increase of the earth, and it shall be fat and plenteous. In that day shall thy cattle feed in large pastures. The oxen likewise, and the young asses that ear the ground, shall eat clean provender, which shall have been winnowed with the shovel and with the fan. And there shall be upon every high mountain, and upon every high hill, rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter, when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold, as the light of seven days, in the day that the Lord bindeth up the breach of his people, and healeth the stroke of their wound. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, 
and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue as a devouring fire. And his breath as an overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck, to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. Ye shall have a song, as in the night, when a holy solemnity is kept, and gladness of heart, as when goeth with a pipe to come into the mountain of the Lord, to the Mighty One of Israel. And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard, and shall show the lighting down of his arm, with the indignation of his anger, and with the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering and tempest and hailstones. And through the voice of the Lord, shall the Assyrian be beaten down which smote with a rod. And in every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tabrets and harps, and in battles of shaking will he fight with it. For Tophet is ordained of old, yea, for the king it is prepared. He hath made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood. The breath of the Lord like a stream of brimstone doth kindle it. He read it the first lesson. Please join me in the Paradise on page 8. Page 8. O all ye works of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Holy angels of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Holy heavens, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Holy waters that be above the firmament, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye powers of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye sun and moon, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye stars of heaven, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye showers and dew, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winds of God, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye fire and heat, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye winter and summer, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye dews and frost, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye frost and cold, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye ice and snow, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye nights and days, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. 
O ye light in darkness, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye lightnings and clouds, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O let the earth bless the Lord. Yea, let it praise him and magnify him forever. O ye mountains and hills, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye green things upon the earth, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye wells, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye seasoned floods, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye whales and all that move in the waters, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye fowls of the air, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O all ye beasts and cattle, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye children of men, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O let Israel bless the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye priests of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye servants of the Lord, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye spirits and souls of the righteous, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O ye holy and humble men of heart, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. O Ananias, Azarias, and Misael, bless ye the Lord. Praise him and magnify him forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the 19th verse of the first chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. This is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elijah? And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? 
that we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not that Christ, nor Elijah, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is, who cometh after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch it, I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethany, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. He read the second lesson. Please join me the Benedictus on page 11. Page 11. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he swear to our forefather Abraham that he would give us that we be delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sin in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen 
the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From then she shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please kneel, if able. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Into thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thy inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. The Collects for the Fourth Sunday in Advent. <coughs> o Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas, through our sins and wickedness, we are sore let and hindered in running the race that is set before us, Thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us through the satisfaction of thy Son, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal. 
through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the salts of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always what is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <coughs> o Almighty God and merciful Father, to whom alone belong the issues of life and death, look down from heaven, we humbly beseech thee, with the eyes of mercy, upon this child I'll see, now lying upon the bed of sickness. Visit her, O Lord, with thy salvation. Deliver her in thy good appointed time from her bodily pain, and save her soul for thy mercy's sake, that if it shall be thy pleasure to prolong her days here on earth, she may live to thee, and be an instrument of thy glory, by serving thee faithfully and doing good in her generation. Or else receive her into those heavenly habitations, where the souls of those who sleep in the Lord Jesus enjoy perpetual rest and felicity. Grant this, O Lord, for thy mercy's sake, and the same thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who dost embrace children with the arms of thy mercy, and dost make them living members of thy church, give them, especially Evelyn, grace we pray thee, to stand fast in thy faith, to obey thy word, and to abide in thy love, that being made strong by thy Holy Spirit, they may resist temptation and overcome evil, and may rejoice in the life that now is, and dwell with thee in the life that is to come. Through thy merits, O merciful Savior, who with the Father and the Holy Ghost livest and reignest one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and has promised that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Please join me in the books, the Psalms of David and Meter, the black books in your pews. We'll be singing starting at verse 15 of Psalm 118, which is found on page 245. 245 Psalms of David and Meter. Oh, John. 
right hand doth ever valiantly the right hand of the mighty Lord exalted is on high the right hand of the mighty Lord doth ever I shall not die, but live and shall the works of God discover. The Lord and me chastised so, but not to death give no. Open unto me the gates of righteousness. Then will I enter into them, and I the Lord will bless. This is the gate of God by Judge shall enter in. Thee will I praise for thou be it, and as my safety live. That stone is made at cornerstone, which thou dost Thanks to God, for He is good, 
seated. It's always amazing how much when we sing the Psalms, it's almost like they're given the plot away before everything goes down. Uh, those Isaiah readings sometimes are like that. It's just like it's just coming at him so fast, he can't help himself but share the glory that's happening. It's As a reminder, uh, Friday this week is not a day of fasting or material abstinence as appointed by the Book of Common Prayer. Um, we are, of course, in the 12 days of Christmas, so feast as you may, all the feasting, get it, get it all knocked out, um, all the feasting. In the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, we all be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. He it is, who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet, I am not worthy to unloose. St. John chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. In today's gospel, we are invited to be spectators as John the Baptist is put on trial for his life. An official delegation of priests and Levites has trudged out to the wilderness to see just what exactly was going on with this strange man demanding repentance and ritual cleansing. These interrogators were the official representatives of the temple. The priests being those who presided over the daily sacrifices, the Levites, their assistants, and the Pharisees, kind of a lay organization group meant to bring the priestly law and order onto the average Israelite. These men were the living embodiments of the greatest religion the world had ever known. But by now they were desperately compromised by their collaboration with the Roman Empire, who by this time were choosing the temple's high priest I oftentimes flip them out depending on who they like best, using this sort of primary system as a failsafe within a wider program of measured toleration of the strange Hebrew religion. This was a useful program as long as it kept the Jews in check in the minds of the Romans. St. John the Baptist, however, was upsetting this careful religious and political balance by claiming an authority unregulated by the temple and thus unregulated by Rome. The religious leaders feared any kind of popular uprising, even if doomed to failure, that that would mean Rome would simply find a new group of collaborators picked from the rubble of what was left after they made an example of those who dared stand against her and her legions. These questions, then, asked in rapid-fire succession, are not just kind of esoteric theological musings for people who have nothing else to do. No. This interrogation is deadly serious, as deadly serious as the one our Lord will receive on the way to his cross. For all of human history, up to this conversation between John and his inquisitors, it has been a pretty good strategy to keep power 
by murdering your enemies. They die, you win. Continue. But here, here in the fullness of time on the banks of the River Jordan, God has said enough. John the Baptist is not some man who can be silenced by violence or intimidation. After all, with his words of judgment he keeps spouting, he is signing his own death warrant. But John doesn't care. These small and pathetic men, you know, waddling out to him, they can arrange to have him executed, but they cannot silence his voice. For it is his voice which heralds the great vengeance which will come upon all those who persecute the weak. It is his voice which signals the beginning of Earth's final days. It is his voice which God himself speaks to clear the way for true love and peace to enter a lost world. Who is John the Baptist is kind of the question ringing out in John's narrative today. But we find is that he's a living, breathing season of penitence. He's a living, breathing Advent. St. John shows us then, in his answer to these questions, what it means to reject compromise unto death. How much easier would it have been for St. John to have cooperated with the religious authorities? Right? He could have toned down his rhetoric and made common cause with the powerful men who held his very life in their hands, the men who would scheme with Herod Antipas to eventually have him decapitated. Instead, what does he do? The opposite. He calls them, O oh, generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Calling people the children of Satan has never been a very good way to make friends or triangulate power. But St. John is entirely uninterested in becoming a celebrity, a thought leader, a senator, or a president. We see this utter unwillingness to become the focus of the Trinity's mission to save the world in all of these solemn denials of any prophetic titles his inquisitors offer. Each denial, right, growing, each denial revealing this growing irritation at these inquiries into who he is rather than what he is saying. How much power could John have grabbed for himself if he just said, yes, I am the Christ. Lots of men did this. Right? There's a reason the Romans already had a policy for what to do with people who called themselves the Christ when Jesus came along. Because they were in the habit of crucifying people who said they were the Christ. Right? Only one of them got better. But yes, they were constantly crucifying people for this. But John could have done something else, right? He could have done something a lot more common in our day. He could have just pretended to be the Christ, or sort of acted like the Christ. Right? Sure, that wouldn't have been true. It would have been a lie. But think about how many followers and influence and power he could have gathered around himself. After all, isn't that how we are told things get done in the world? Not by baptizing people. Not by calling sinful, powerful men to repent. Not by praying that God's will be done at his own time. No. We are told to get things done. We have to become the very thing God hates. The thing God hates. That's what we have to do. 
We get things done by exalting ourselves, not by being martyrs in solidarity with the victorious John. Or, at least, that's what we are told, right? That's what we are told by a dying world, desperate to gain our participation in its madness, desperate to get us to raise our hands along with everyone else, volunteering to die for nothing. Sadly, what we are seeing is just one more example of the false religions which have always sought to replace word and sacrament, humility and patience with the terrible gods of entertainment, manipulation, emotion, and violence. If worship, if nay, my entire life's fulfillment is all about the feelings conjured inside of me, then those feelings have become my God. The evil, cruel Almighty to whom I am now most devoted. And sadly, sadly, in the worship of this idol, we will chase those feelings wherever they lead us. In fact, we can begin to believe that if we just feel enough, scream enough, want it enough, we can do anything. We can make our favorite politician win or make ourselves less sad, or make more money, or feel less guilty, or be loved, or any of the other absolutely crushing burdens this dying world puts on our shoulders. In our world of instant gratification, in a world where we are daily told to act like little gods, we just don't have time to wait for the real god to act. We don't have time for the second coming or the general resurrection of the dead. We don't have time for the new heaven and new earth where every tear will be wiped away forever. Who's got time for that? No, what do we say? We say, I feel hurt now, and so I want to feel better now. And I will find a God who will give me what I think I need. Right? It's everywhere. In this false religion, there isn't any room for prophets who won't step up and perform for us. There isn't any room for the God who dies on a cross. And there certainly isn't any room for us to take up our own cross and die alongside him. Of course, there is also no hope in this false religion. Right? There is only the dark terror which waits for us when all of these false gods inevitably abandon us. Where then can we draw true hope? Our hope does not come from self-righteous posturing or temporary saviors. Our hope comes from the unshakable promises of God. The end. The unshakable promises of God. We need absolutely nothing else. And our desire for more is a symptom of our fallenness. A sin for us to repent not a need for the church to fill with tricks and gimmicks and idols. God has absolutely nothing to prove to us today or tomorrow or the next day. He doesn't need to win our allegiance because he has already won our salvation on the cross. Death has been defeated. Death is dead. And we no longer need to fear its sting or despair and its horrible application. 
Yes, it's been 2,000 years since God so dramatically demonstrated his sovereign authority over life and death and the victory of Christ's resurrection. And maybe it will be another 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 years until the victorious Messiah returns in his second advent to raise the elect and damned from their graves. But we are not called to speed things up because we're so darn special. Wonderful thing we should take from today's gospel is that you are not special. You are not special. That's actually wonderful when you get to it, really, right? When you let that burden fall off of you, that you're not the special protagonist of the Bible. Oh, boy, that takes a lot off my shoulders, right? If John the Baptist, the prophesied harbinger of the kingdom of God, right, if he calls himself a voice, right, a voice whose only role is to announce the coming Messiah, if he compares himself to a slave unworthy to remove a dirty sandal from the Messiah's foot, where do you think that puts you and I in the narrative? For me, it would have to go something like this. Hello, I'm Pastor Richard, and I am not worthy to sideways glance at the guy who's unworthy to unloose the shoes of the Messiah. Right? The preposterous idea that we are too good for the worshipful waiting of the saints who came before us is a cancer, and we must purge it from the church and from our hearts. Right? By the way, waiting is not idleness. Right? That's a very careful thing to wrap our heads around. Waiting is not idleness. Right? Nobody, none of the apostles would be called idle. Right? Constantly on the march for Jesus. Constantly on the march for the gospel. But recognizing that they are not in charge. That only one knows the hour and the time. What we find is, along with the apostles, that we are privileged to live in this age of mercy wherein we find ourselves. The age in which we can hear the word of God and know it's all true because God has shown us the truth in Christ. The age in which we can go out into the world and tell friends and neighbors and enemies, behold the Lamb of God, behold him that taketh away the sin of the world. How privileged are we in that? And when we are united with the Lamb sacrificed for our sins, we can joyfully add our own voice to the baptizers. We can add our own voice to all those crying in this fallen wilderness until Christ returns to give us something so much better than a temporary peace so we can better enjoy our things. Right? Christ is returning to give us a joy and love which will never end. A new world where it lives forever, the joy and love we have been waiting for, the joy and love we were built to enjoy. Let us then be humble, right? Let us be patient. Let us hone the strength necessary to fight against forces which seem unbeatable. For we need not ever fear their impotent armories. For we have already won forever in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
The exhortation is found on page 251 of the book of Common Prayer. Dearly beloved, on Monday next I purpose, through God's assistance, to administer to all those who shall be religiously and devoutly disposed the most comfortable sacrament of the body and blood of Christ, to be received by them in remembrance of his meritorious cross and passion, whereby alone we obtain remission of our sins and are made partakers of the kingdom of heaven. Wherefore it is our duty to render most humble and hearty thanks to Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, because he hath given his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, not only to die for us, but also to be our spiritual food and sustenance in that holy sacrament, which being so divine and comfortable a thing to those who receive it worthily, and so dangerous to those who will presume to receive it unworthily, my duty is to exhort you, in the meantime, to consider the dignity of that holy mystery, and the great peril of the unworthy receiving thereof, and so to search and examine your own consciences, and that not lightly, after the manner of dissemblers with God, but so that he may come holy and clean to such a heavenly feast, in the marriage garment required by God and Holy Scripture, and be received as worthy partakers of that holy table. The way it means thereto is, first, to examine your life and conduct by the rule of God's commandments, and in whatsoever ye shall perceive yourselves to have offended, either by will, word, or deed, there to bewail your own sinfulness, and to confess yourselves to Almighty God with full purpose of amendment of life. And if you shall perceive your offenses to be such as are not only against God, but also against your neighbors, then ye shall reconcile yourselves unto them, being ready to make restitution and satisfaction according to the uttermost of your powers for all injuries and wrongs done by you to any other, and being likewise ready to forgive others who have offended you, as you would have forgiveness of your offenses at God's hand. For otherwise the receiving of the Holy Communion doth nothing else but increase your condemnation. Therefore, if any of you be a blasphemer of God, a hinderer or slanderer of his word, an adulterer, or be in malice or envy, or in any other grievous crime, Repent you of your sins, or else come not to that holy table. Lest after the taking of that holy sacrament, the devil enter into you, and he, as he entered into Judas, and fill you full of all iniquities, and bring you to destruction both of body and soul. And because it is requisite that no man should come to the holy communion, but with a full trust in God's mercy, and with a quiet conscience. Therefore, if there be any of you who by this means cannot quiet his own conscience, but require a further comfort or counsel. Let him come to me, or to some other discreet and learned minister of God's word, and open his grief, that by the ministry of God's holy word he may receive the benefit of absolution, together with spiritual counsel and advice, to the quieting of his conscience, and removing of all scruple and doubtful. Please join me in the offertory hymn, hymn 10.
Savior of the nations, come, in Son, make here thy Praise Him, all creatures. 
Let us pray. Assist us mercifully, O Lord, in these our supplications and prayers, and dispose the way of thy servants towards the attainment of everlasting salvation, that among all the changes and chances of this mortal life they may ever be defended by thy most gracious and ready help through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join me in hymn 7. <laughs>